It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Welcome to Late Lunch on Ash Wednesday, the beginning of the Lenten season. And we're going to be talking about it a little bit later on in the show with a good friend of ours, Father Paddy Rush. Just chatting to Louise there before we came on. And when you look round you today on radio, this medium that we're on at the moment, social media, TV, you name it. It's very, very difficult to find a good news story, especially because of the war in Ukraine and all that that entails. And it's absolutely understandable. We're swamped with it night, moon, noon and morning. And we're just wondering, anybody out there with a good news story, anyone with something good happening in their lives, no matter how small or you think it insignificant it is, is there something go- good going on with you today? Or perhaps over the coming days, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. To lift the mood, 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me, 0419832000 if you'd like to call in. And remember that Remember that number, 086-1800-658. Keep it safe. You can always get in touch with us directly on that number. WhatsApp, text, as I said. Is there something positive you have to say to us today? We'd love to hear from you. Anyway, we have lots of people to chat to over the next couple of hours, including a couple who have their own window cleaning business. Yes, husband and wife working away and doing well and going to talk to us all about cleaning windows. You might look out today and think, what are they on about with the weather that's out there? And of course, I have another soundtrack from my featured movie this week, which is Sing. I have a cracking song for you there and more besides to come. But we begin today with Dr Mary O'Kane. She's a lecturer in psychology and early childhood education. She's simply brilliant. And we have her with us today because I I mentioned the war and our children. What about our children and the war? And how do we talk to them or explain to them? Dr Mary, welcome to the show. Morning, Jerry. Lovely to talk to you again. It's great to have you with us on Late Lunch. Look, first question to you. Um, Let's talk about children. Should you wait for them to come to you or you go to them first? Well, to be honest, Jerry, for the little ones, for the preschoolers, it's actually really quite possible that they will not hear about this. And in all honesty, we don't want to deliberately introduce the idea of war to little ones. So I would recommend to parents try to um, limit news exposure in the home. Having said that, 
if I'm, again, if I'm honest, Jerry, particularly school age and up, um, it's very possible they are going to hear about it. They might hear something on the radio. They might hear, overhear you talking to a friend. A, a little neighbour might come in. The schoolyard, you know yourself, mm. the schoolyard, mm. they hear all these things. I have had a few parents contact me over the last few days, Jerry, and I had a mother of an 18-year-old who was terrified he was going to be conscripted into the Irish army and sent to Russia. I had the mother of a four-year-old whose little neighbour told her, World War Three has started and we could all die. So it's all age groups. So I would say to you, if you think they have heard anything, I would open the conversation with them. Funny, as parents, and you know yourself, you want to protect them, and that's completely natural. So we have this de- desire to protect them from information that might worry them. However, sometimes by doing that, we leave them to process this information on their own. Mm. And we are actually much better off opening, really gently opening the conversation with them, because then they can process it with us. You know, we are there to talk about it and support them with it. Now, information, as you say there, that can be overload as well. And, you know, when you talk to them, I think it's important to keep it, especially for the smaller ones, simple and straightforward with uh, real good reassurance. Would that be fair to say, Mary? Oh, absolutely, Jerry. You've hit the nail on the head. And funny, the first thing I say to parents is always do it when you're calm yourself. You know, say you've just watched a report on TV that has really upset you. That is not the moment to talk to your child. When the world feels really scary to children, they take their lead from us. So speaking in a really calm and, as you say, really reassuring way is very important. And we want to be truthful, but we want to be hopeful. So we want to be positive. And again, the language, particularly for the little ones, very simple. You know, there is a war. Some of the little ones, you know, what's a war even? You know, it's fighting. It's a country, a big country. You can get out a globe, you can get out a map, you can show them. The young children are very concrete. Seeing it on a map will make more sense. And you're also showing them then this is far away from them because for little ones, that's very important. That you know, for Again, another parent said to me the other day, her child thought, where is the Ukraine? Is it somewhere down the country? Where is it? They didn't realise that the Ukraine wasn't in Ireland. So it's important to give them some context. Let them know they're not in danger. But yes, we are worried about people in Ukraine. You, so be as honest as you can, but really keep it simple for the younger ones. That's a very important piece of advice. Now, moving up the age scale to the ones that have access to information, the internet, they're bigger, they talk more, and, and yeah. they're in school, and they have opinions as well, and they're watching this all the way. What way do you, you know, take it with with uh, older children and into the teens as well? You know, how do you how do you address them and and their worries? Yeah, a good tip when well with all, but particularly when they get older. Instead of we sometimes think we know what they know, so we say to them, "Well," and we start talking about it. Instead, listen. So ask them. Tell me what you've heard. So you're, you're letting them tell you um, what they have heard. With teenagers, one of the, the issues at the moment with teenagers is that they are hearing about this on social media. So maybe they're seeing something on TikTok. And that is not necessarily the right place for them to get their information. 
So it's also an opportunity to have a conversation about the fact that not everything they see on social media is necessarily accurate. And if they really want to know more, and I mean, when you think a lot of them will have studied history in school, they will have a much greater awareness of the implications of war. So it's important to acknowledge that and have the conversations, but maybe even sit with them if they're older and they want to know more and watch something on the news together. So again, you're talking yeah. to them. Now, again, as with the little ones, limit the amount of time they spend watching it. Do you know, Jerry, it's stressful enough for us mm. as adults to take in. We don't want them getting completely absorbed in this. Yeah, so it's okay to switch or have something else on at news time, you know, uh, an alternative to news and to take them away from that, especially the smaller oh, ones. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it is. And funny, Jerry, you're saying about the older ones and we were talking about hope. It's really important, even with the older kids, that we talk to them about, I mean, I know there's no positive in war, but we have to try and look for the hopeful side. You remind them about the helpers, remind them about all the countries in Europe who are gathering together against this. Mm. You, You can tell them about vigils that are being held. For older children, they might think, what can I do to help? And it can be really important for them to feel that they're not helpless, that there is something they can do. So whether it could be lighting a candle, it could be donating to the Red Cross, but it, it can be really useful for them to feel there is something they can do to help children in Ukraine. And, and that can help them feel, um, you know, again, some form of safety, like I can do something to make things better. The majority of people in the world, Jerry, are good. The good outweighs the bad. And our teenagers even need to be reminded of that as well. And that leads me on to a point because you you heard the saying, and you know it through your lifetime, tarring everyone with the one brush. And there's a danger here as well. And I have to correct myself in my own mind every day now to tell myself that not all Russian people are bad. There's a massive amount of people in Russia who do not want this war. Absolutely. And Jerry, you think about how multicultural Ireland is now. Our children are, could well be in classes with children who mm. were born in Ukraine or their parents were, children who were born in Russia yes. or their parents were. Oh my gosh, it's so important that they know that we talk about harmful stereotypes and they know not to generalize. And as you say, you know, you know, it's important to remind them that children born in Ukraine, children born in Russia are just like them. They are all the same. You know, they all have the same emotions. They all love their families. You know, that, that what binds them together is so much more than what separates them. These children are just like them. And absolutely, so many people in Russia are, they don't want war. You know, that's not what they want at all. And no child is responsible for the actions of a leader of their country. Absolutely not. Most normal people do not want war for anyone. You know, they want peace is what they want. So again, and these can be challenging conversations, but it's good to have them with our children and particularly with our teenagers. When uh, you've uh, mentioned some scenarios there, you've come across uh, with parents and their children in recent days and children of all ages. If you have a child that's a little disturbed by this and perhaps wakens at night and is not sleeping well and you notice something with them, what's your modus operandi then? 
Well, funny, Jerry, I always say, you know, I'm always talking about connection and we've talked about this before, mm. our relationships with our children. Our relationship is the most important tool we have to support them in difficult times. So it's your time, your attention, that listening ear, the calm presence, that's what they need. So if you think they're worried at the moment and they're, they're anxious, you know, particularly before bedtime, a little bit of extra time playing with them, reading the bedtime stories. These seem like really little things, but they really help them to develop a sense of security. Our family routine, as I said, when the world feels unsafe, particularly for younger children, they take safety from our routine. Like our normal family life and routine is a source of comfort to them. It makes them feel, no, no, my little world is safe um, and predictable, even if the wider world does. And if they are really feeling anxious, particularly old ones, breathing exercises, like you can Google controlled breathing, a parent can. I've actually put up a lot of them. Um, I put up information on Facebook, on social media that parents can use, links to books and things. Um, but you know, just that deep breathing for an anxious child can really bring them down. But Jerry. I would say to every parent, it's you. You, with all your flaws and all your imperfections, you are what your child needs when they're worried, stressed. It's that bond with you that helps them register safety. And you know, their radars is all, are always up. They're sponges, as we know. And you yeah. talk about you as the parent or the guardian that they look up to and depend on and look for that reassurance. For us, as uh, mams, dads, grands, granddads, everybody around them, it's important as well that we're in the right frame of mind too. Oh, Cherry, it is. Do you know what? Not only our children, but we have all lived through two years of a pandemic, something we never expected to live through in our lifetimes. And for our children, that, that's a large amount of their lives. So for all of us, and our belief that the world is a safe place has nearly been rocked a bit over the last two years. So it's really not surprising that even as adults that we are feeling anxious at the moment, we're just starting to venture properly back out into the world again. So as well, a little bit of self-care goes a long way. You're not saying you can't pour from an empty jug. You know, in order to look after our children, we also have to look after ourselves and our mental health and our well-being as well. Mm, and uh, you know you make a good point there we come out from one challenging situation directly into another like for most people they're probably feeling my god almighty the pandemic in our lifetimes now we face this it just seems never ending but Mary as you said earlier on there is so many and there are so many positives to focus on too yeah we have to be hopeful it is important to be hopeful I mean I tell myself Jerry. I really don't believe that the vast majority of the world, they don't want more. They really don't. They want peace. That is what most people want. And every so often we need to remind ourselves that, that you know, the vast majority of world's leaders are working together on this to protect us. You know, they are. And every so often just remind yourself of that and, and have hope for the future is important. Hope is the word. We must always have it and absolutely never lose it. Mary, thanks so much for your wise words today. Uh, I'm pondering them here as I speak and will take them with me as I'm sure all our listeners will too. Dr. Mary O'Kane.ie is your website and Dr. Mary O'Kane across social media. You mentioned there you're posting really strong and important stuff at the moment. Thank you for your time. 
Thank you, Cherry. Take care. Bye. Bye. That's Dr. Mary O'Kane there. And it is a topic that has been cropping up. We wanted to talk about it today and give you a few pointers. She's brilliant and so reassuring, isn't she? Have you something positive going on in your life to tell us about? It can be anything. Louise, I was just thinking, you know, on a positive note for myself, on a Wednesday, sure, Wednesday evening is uh, always a positive for me, no matter what the week has been like to look forward to. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. You're thinking about the Wednesday club already? Oh, well, sure, yeah. We have an owl natter this evening. We'll sort the world out. We will sort things out this evening. That's what it's all about, and I look forward to it. You know what I mean? Like, it's only a little thing. But it's mm. something to focus on. You know what I mean? To to live. You've been round, haven't you? You've been looking. You've been I'm, searching. I'm you're at you're, you're every loss, aren't you? news agency. And <laughs> apart from the war, the yeah. floods in Sydney. Yeah. I just can't, you know, I just can't find anything that's even remotely, you know, nice, good news mm. at the minute. Mm. I will, I will, I'm going to get one for the end of the show. She's in there digging out. Have you spotted anything that's positive yourselves, folks? Look at it coming out today. I'm actually coming into the building here when I look out the front. The daffodils are coming out in bloom. The bunch is out at the front of LMFM here. Lovely to see them. I was looking out the back and I go back to nature all the time. And maybe it's, it, it's the most, you know what I mean, basic level or simple form. But in nature and life, you know, you look this morning... Yes, and I see the blackbirds out in my back garden and they're starting to pair up. You know what I mean? The males and the females. There's a bit of feather ruffling and the rivalry <laughs> going on between them. I watch this and I, I take so much solace from it as well. You know, so, you know, look round you. There are there are positives. The spring is here as well. And yes, there is. I'm, I'm, I want to repeat what Mary said there, Louise. Good far outweighs the evil in this world. It does and it has to and it always will. What's happening at the moment is horrendous. Absolutely mm. horrendous. It's worrying. And it is worrying for everybody. There's mm. no doubt about that. But we've got to have hope. We've got to keep positive. We've got to keep the chin up. That's that's the real important thing for uh, the majority of people in this world. We've got to keep going along those lines. Late lunch LMFM radio still to come on this afternoon show. Doctor, our GP, uh, Kate McCann is with us. If you have littlies and you've had them home for the umpteenth time since January with a viral infection, Louise Walsh knows what I'm talking about. Mm. I'm sure with three children <laughs> this time of year, you know, winter into spring. Endless Calpol, oh, endless Nurofen. Stop, 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 <laughs> will you? Anyway, Kate McCann is here to talk about viral infections in youngsters at creche and early stage of school. That's to come and more besides. 86 658 WhatsApp or text me with just one little positive <laughs> thought. I really will appreciate it. Short break back in a moment. Ash Wednesday, the first day of Lent, Louise. Giving up, taking on or doing nothing. <laughs> As my daughter told you yesterday, Jerry, I'm just giving up Lent. <laughs> Katrina. Yeah, what and you know I... what? I think after two years of COVID and all this worry <laughs> with wars and everything, I don't think I've given up anything I enjoy anyway. I think that's the saying of the week, yes, from Katrina Ferreter <laughs> yesterday. I, I'm giving up Len and Cherry, sugar, she says to me. sugar buzz from all the pancakes. <laughs> you asked me there a while ago, had I ever given up anything for Lent mm. and then stayed off it? Yeah, never went back. For good. Mm. I was trying to think and Actually, there's nothing crosses my mind. I used to take sugar years and years ago. You know, I mean years ago in tea. And I just went cold turkey like that. And I never went back on the sugar again. But that wasn't for Lent, you know. And uh, you give up. You you used to smoke, didn't you? Yeah, I gave up actually. I'll be 15 years off cigarettes on the, I think it was the 2nd of April. 
So it wasn't Lent, it was close to Lent, but uh, yeah, 20 a day, hypnosis. Gone. Gone. Never still. Fantastic. That's, yeah. That's tremendous. Now, like. I love I love standing beside somebody who's smoking <gasps> just to smell the fresh smoke. Yeah. But I hate, sm- but no, I would never touch them. Never took a puff in my life. Never. I never, I, I never did. You know what I mean? I never had a cause. It never wanted, never interested me you at all. You know bad habits, Jerry. Yeah, well, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you in a few minutes when we pick down the lathers. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> we love it, chat. We love it, chat. Anyway, but, you know, I wonder is there anybody who did, you know, that Lent time they decided, perhaps somebody gave up alcohol. You know, people often give yeah. it up for the Lent and, and stayed off it for good or like yourself, the cigarettes or something like that, mm-hmm. that it just coincided uh, with a time like that. But, you or know. started something, crochet yes, knitting. Yeah, you know, take off. <laughs> That's the Running. other part of it. You know, we'll be talking to Paddy about this, Father Paddy, a little later on. You know, and he often said that, never mind, give up, take up or do something or whatever. And people use this day as, as a watershed day uh, to do things like that. But, uh, you know, you, you you have a real point because with the way of the world, the last two years, mm-hmm. where we are at the moment, you know, people are looking for comfort, aren't they? Comfort in, in, in what we know and, and, yeah. and what we have. There's no doubt about well, that. We have when there. we have it. Like with all yep. this, you don't know what's around the corner. So no. No, and, and, and that is that is a point that everybody... Enjoy everything. Thinks. Yeah, and, and each day, we've always In said moderation. It. Yeah, each... Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get that in. <laughs> Anyways, uh, coming up later on the show, I mentioned Dr. Kate McCann as well as Father Paddy Rush is here on Ash Wednesday. Soundtrack from Sing... And we have a couple. I, they're hardly cleaning windows today, are they, Louise, with what's going on out they there? They are, I, actually. Are they? Yeah, yeah, I they're think they have a customer when we're talking Oh, to them. there you go. Great. So we'll be having a chat with them about shining up your windows. I think <laughs> I'll, clean, I'll give up cleaning windows <laughs> for think, I think I gave that up years ago. <laughs> you remember I went mad last year during the pandemic and went out one day and cleaned them when I was looking out. <laughs> and your daughter's wedding is coming up in a few yes, months, so you never yeah, know. You might get a, yeah. what do you call it, a finazi or a finazi or something? Uh, a figari. That's it, yeah. A figari. I might take yeah, a figari. A figari off a gary. I don't know what way you pronounce One or the other, anyway. Thank you, Paula. Paula McDonald sent us in the most beautiful picture of sunset last evening. It was a real bright day yesterday and looked like frost, which changed overnight. But the, the sunset yesterday, it's simply beautiful. Wonderful, wonderful picture. And Paula says to me, beautiful sunset yesterday, Jerry, and we'll have many more. That's really positive. Thank you so much uh, for that. Mary was on to say uh, she picked up her teenagers from school in the last while and they've just gone shopping to buy for the people of Ukraine and they're going to drop them off to collection points. Thank you indeed. Another real positive there. Porik Rat, afternoon Porik. Thanks for getting in touch. Some really good news Jerry. All the donations of money that are going to the Red Cross appeal. The goods of all types and the hauliers giving their lorries for free to transport them to the people of Ukraine. The Irish generosity once again coming out. So right, Boric. Thanks indeed. Pat's been on to me to say, Jerry, have faith. Maybe I sounded a little deflated, did I, Pat? And it, it's it's tough seeing all we're being bombarded with at the moment. Thank you, Pat. I will have faith. And more coming to me besides. Keep them coming if you have something positive to say to us or talk about today. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text to the show. Now we move on 
And I need not remind you, if you're a parent out there, there's lots gathering around the school gates as we speak. Now, I know listening to us tuned in and I don't have to tell you, if you're small children at creche or early years school, the number of times they pick up something and they're off school, high temperatures, coughs, you name it. And this happens multiple times to many families during the late autumn, winter and into the early spring as well. We're going to talk about it for the next while with our doc, Dr. Kate McCann. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Jerry. Thank you for joining me again. Uh, uh, you've been talking and dealing with this for years, and I, I noticed recently, which I was astounded by, uh, a child under six, how many infections were you saying on average they'd pick up in a year? Uh, can be up to 12. Wow. Yeah, and it can now the average can be as low as six to eight, but it can even seem worse than that because it's usually concentrated in that winter viral uh, period, kind of starting the end of September, beginning of October, and extending all the way up to around now is when we start to see, seeing it lifting a little bit. Um, which, again, if we're looking for positive news today, that might be some for people out there. <laughs> yes, it is, Kate. Thank you. And thank you for highlighting it. But here's the thing. For many parents, this, as you know, seems relentless. And they ask themselves, yeah. what am I doing wrong? What's the child doing wrong? Can we avoid this or, or minimise it in some way? Well, it, it, there's, there's a yes and a no. You're not going to keep your child, um, you know, uh, completely free of viral, and I'm going through this. I have a three-year-old. I absolutely uh, feel the pain of every mother out there. It just seems they're over one. You turn around and the nose is running again. And I mean, the good things that you're going to teach your child, are, you know, they're really hard to do. Especially if we're talking about you know two, three, four-year-olds in, in, in like crash or ninras is you know hand hygiene and how to cover their nose and their mouth when they cough or sneeze. And, but, you know, this is it's really hard to teach a young child. But what you can do in the home is just making sure they're having uh, good sleep um, and a good healthy diet with adequate amounts of vitamin C and that they're getting their adequate amount of vitamin D. And these are just going to support a healthy immune system. There's a lot of talk out there about immune boosting, but a lot of that is it's just, it's, there's just no science to it. We want to just do a support a healthy immune system, but it won't ward off everything. So hygiene, adequate sleep, uh, good nutrition. How do you give them? What's the best way to give them adequate amounts of the vitamins D and C in your book? Well, and what? It, well, again, your best bet. If you're worried about your child's nutrition, I'm always going to say touch base to your GP or an Indy or a Cobra registered dietitian. Always your expert best. But vitamin C, your best bet is from fresh fruits and vegetables, or you know, or any fruits and vegetables, frozen cooked. If you're eating your your fruits and vegetables, you're going to have your adequate vitamin C. And extra vitamin C, you know, it just becomes expensive. We, you know, you just get rid of it. it. So you don't need excess amounts. And vitamin D, most children under the age of five um, in Ireland do need vitamin D supplementation. You can get that from your pharmacist. You can check the HC website for uh, more guidance on that. But um, young children in the winter should be getting vitamin D supplementation. That's recommended for the HSC. So there is supplementation for D. And as you say, C passes through us and we've got to replenish it all the time. But that's the best way to get it. What about, you know, all the huge amount on the market of these mm. preventative cures? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. What about those? Uh, supplements, probiotics, superfoods, tonics, cures. Um, you know, 
there's no evidence that any of that really works. And I know it's, but again, it's it's a market. This, the wellness market is huge, and and this is this is one of those areas in the market. I mean, you have parents who are desperate, and um, because one of the biggest problems in this age group is the sick day. Mm-hmm. Is that the, the best thing way to protect one child is for the sick child to stay at home and recover in their home. But you know, people are under pressure to you know to to find sick day childcare coverage, and because of that, there's a huge market to try anything to keep a child healthy and keep them in childcare or school. That point you make there, and you know, the last couple of years with parents working from home, it was a challenge. Mm-hmm. But at least if a child was there, or there was uh, a, a, something like this a viral, they yeah. could stay. And with people moving back to the workplace now, as you mm-hmm. say, it is a huge challenge. But overall, if your child has these symptoms, you're better pulling them out of school ASAP. Well, I think it's more, I'd like to think of it from the child's point of view. I mean, we've all had a cold, we've all had a cough, we all feel miserable. We'd all like to, we all feel better sitting on the couch yeah. and and recovering on the couch. And I think children are the same. And, you know, and I just, I like to highlight that because people say, why are, why have my child keep coming home from school with viruses? Well, we have to catch them from someone else. Mm. You know, these old wives' tales of, they, it was, you know, you, you're, you went outside with a wet head. I mean, we do have to be kind of scientific here. These, these are caused by viruses, so we... You know, we are passing them from one human to another. That's where we're getting them. Uh, hand, foot, mouth, the winter vomiting bug, they're going around at the moment as well, and uh, yep. they're, they're there, and that's where they they flourish in in those environments. Let me ask you this. Yeah. When is uh, the point where you say a child needs to be seen by a GP and perhaps an antibiotic is required? Because it's important to say uh, viral mm-hmm. uh, things, they're not tackled at all by antibiotics. They aren't, but some children shouldn't get assessment with the GP anyway. It's not always a question of an antibiotic. So if, I, I like to really encourage mothers to trust their, their gut. If they're worried, pick up the phone and call the GP. And it's one of the sadder parts of a doctor shortage and difficulty in access to health care is that, you know, as one of my nursing colleagues who tells me, there was a time when the, when the path was baked between the mother's door and the GP's door with young children. And, you know, and, and mothers are having trouble getting a GP appointment or they feel they don't want to bother an overburdened GP. Suit. But that's still your best point of reference. If you're not sure, ask. Um, community pharmacists are also a wonderful source of, uh, uh, of advice and information. But if you're worried, if things aren't settling, if temperature's not going down, especially after three days, child's dehydrated, any child under three months, and, you know, at least take up the phone and ask. Mm. Yeah, you've got to contact the doc at that stage. Talk about temperatures because they are the most worrying when they rise and spike and stay up there. The Calpol, I have to say, thinking back to my day, it's still a big thing, isn't it? The Calpol saved our bacon on so many occasions with the temperatures and that. Do you strip them off? Is it best to take all the clothes off them and get them to cool down? You remember there was the cold bath thing and things like that. What do you recommend? Well, I'm not a pediatrician, um, so I think, you know, that's kind of like the the, the finer points that are best tackled by, by pediatricians or GPs that specialize with children. But the general thing would be is that, you know, is, is the maximum for doctors is treat the child, not the thermometer. So, um, you know, if your child's off form, you know, they probably need that temperature assessed, either ringing the GP for advice, out-of-hours GP for advice, or if you're happy enough it's just that you're not too worried, then treating the treating the, the fever by, you know, cool-like clothing and, you know, some Calpol or, or ibuprofen as per what your GP would normally recommend for your child or your pharmacist, 
you know, can definitely bring down the temperature. Um, you know, but it's it's one of those things that mm. when we say fever, that is such a broad category. Yes, yes, I know it that, is. It, yeah, it yeah. is such a broad category. It could be absolutely anything. Um, generally speaking, medically, we usually consider a fever um, 38.0 on the thermometer. Um, but again, you know, it, it's it's really when a, I mean, any doctor will say, okay, this patient has a fever. The next thing we ask is, well, how are they? You know, what else is going on? Yeah. You know, how long have they had the fever? So there's a lot in that. Um, yes. And so if you're if you're if you're worried about it, especially in very young infants, then just pick up that phone. That's the that's mm. the best thing for it. Or your pharmacist, your local pharmacist. If you're worried yeah. about how much calpol to give, or temperature coming down. Pharmacists can often give you good information about uh, the use of calpol or, or, or ibuprofen. The mother's gut is, as you say, the gut of the mm. care. Whoever's close to the child and minding the child, it can be the yes. dad too or somebody okay. else. Uh, yeah. They generally know their child better than anybody else. But err on the side of caution. You'd always say that. I would. I'd say, look, if you're worried about your child, I'm. what I don't like to see is that a mother's sitting there at 11 o'clock at night really worried about their child and they're trying to get uh, opinions off of WhatsApp groups or a social media um, you know, it, it'd be, it's, it's, you know, I want, I would love to see parents or caregivers empowered to always seek the most qualified medical advice for their child if they're that worried. And that can be an hour of hours GP. There's always a triage nurse that answer that phone. There's an emergency room, um, even a late night chemist. Um, these are qualified medical professionals that help you with dosing a medication or answering a query. Okay, Doctor Google, avoid your saying. In other words, there on this one, um, the uh, the 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 message though today is they're there, they're knocking about, and you've mentioned ways there to mitigate. But it's going to be a reality whether you like it or, mm. or not for uh, an awful lot of parents. Um, I want to just move on to something that you've been talking about. I know in the last twenty four hours, just quickly yourself, yeah. these yeah. Um, IV vitamin drips at the the new BT store in Dundrum, uh, yeah. coming from. A company called Get a Drip UK, yeah. which you can pay up to nine hundred and fifty euro for. What's yeah. your opinion on this? Well, there's a couple of uh, there. You can go on for days about this. But I'll, I'll kind of keep it short here. The one is this: this is a this is part of a we- the luxury wellness industry, and this has been going on since 2015 in other countries. And this is promoted by um, celebs and luxury fashion bloggers. This is not anything promoted by um, by medical experts in any way. There's no evidence that any of this can uh, immune boost, make you thinner, make you bitter, make your hair grow. There's no evidence at all for any of these claims, um, and it's kind of ethically dubious to make those claims. Most concerning for me. Is is the fact that this is just is the fact that they claim these detox and given our our, our overuse and misuse of alcohol in this country, promoting a product that that says you could go in the day after and kind of detox. Um, you know, it, it's really sending the wrong message. You can't clear out toxins. You can't undo the damage from um, alcohol excess with it with a drip the next day. And they say they can deliver vitamins more speedily into your system, you know, through the IV drip and that as well. And look, they stand over this. I know they have, what, over 20,000 clients uh, across Mm. the world at the moment. So people seem to be, you know, buying into this. BT have them there. They say they're reputable, etc. It's not sour grapes, is it, coming from the medical profession? I don't see why. I, I, I mean, doctors aren't looking for business, if you haven't noticed. Mm. Um, you know, and I can see where you'd have that argument in the United States, um, where it's a for-profit business. But, um, you know, this this isn't making people healthier. 
Um, you know, you, you give excess vitamin C, like we talked about with, with, with vitamin C supplements where you take them by your gut, you put them in your vein, it's just going to turn into expensive weed. Um, you know, these aren't, these aren't doing what they think, you know, they claim to do. Like carnitin, for example, is a supplement. You don't need supplemental carnitin. There isn't a carnitin deficiency that we see in patients except in very rare conditions. Um, it has no evidence that it makes you um, more athletic or lose weight, but, you know, these claims can continue to be made. It's just part of our overall wellness industry, and it's worth billions. Mm. You're dubious, to say the least. I can say that. I'm- cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Sure, in summary. Yeah, well, it's not, I mean, I like to stick to the facts and the science. And the yes. science, you know, and this has been, um, and this has been going on since 2015 around the world, United, uh, in the United States, UK, and Australia. And these companies have had to pull back their claims um, in many of these countries, especially in immune boosting, fertility, and these kind of areas. They've had to pull back their claims, and you know, uh, because it, it is in a, an ethically gray area. Mm. Oh, no, I hear what you're saying, and there's a great debate, uh, Kate, raging about it at the moment. Anyway, for today, thank you so much for joining us and giving us uh, good, strong pointers there around the viral infections and touching on uh, the IV vitamin drips. We'll talk to you next month. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining me. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Dr. Kate McCann there, Uh, and uh, some uh, great stuff there uh, to be taken on board by... uh, Parents and carers of young children, etc. The hand hygiene. I know it's hard with them when they're small and using the tissues. And but sleep and good food. Good food. You gotta feed them well. Good food is a key. Getting the vitamins. And remember what she said: the vitamin D supplement. How many times have we spoken about that on your late lunch? Still to come and coming shortly. It is Ash Wednesday. We turn to a man of the cloth who's a good friend of ours, Paddy Rush. Shortly, your late lunch on LMFM Radio. Eric Carmen, hungry eyes on oh. your late lunch. Oh, my hungry eyes have spotted some good news. Jordan <laughs> United are giving away free tickets to the match this uh, Friday <laughs> against UCD. So that's, that's good news, isn't it? That's the one bit of good news you found. Uh, I'm working on it. Okay. Well, <laughs> What's wrong with that? that free, free tickets. That is good news. It really is good news. If you've never gone to a League of Ireland game, you can go for free this Friday to see Drogheda United play UCD. I will only put a little 
uh, <laughs> warning, a health warning with that. You could go home depressed. I you spoil sport? Why? You could go home depressed because Drogheda have lost the first two games and this game on Friday is against UCD. They're both prime candidates to be relegated and if Drogheda don't win this game on Friday night, <laughs> depression will abound among the Drogs fans. Anyway, it's free into United Park on Friday night for uh, anyone who wants to go along. Or any student of I, UCD? I, <laughs> UCD, when UCD come to play, there's usually one man and his dog come with them that's they don't have any support honestly they're very not? little no they've 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 virtually no support because they're a college team you know what I mean they have a handful at the home games but they really don't there might be five or six there with them <laughs> not like Shelbourne last week who packed the bloody place with fans and the other clubs they don't have it's just the nature of the of the college side uh, that they are anyway there's a rumour that Drogheda are changing the name to Charity Football Club Charity FC but that that's only a rumour I'm hearing out there but anyway there you go that is good news for Friday night you can, there must be all, all I say is draw. they must be the richest club in the country that they can let everybody in for free anyway there you go there well, they you might go. be letting you in now <laughs> wouldn't be the first time <laughs> anyway well done Louise for, for finding that and, and, and spotting and I have also good news for Termin Feckin and Cullen, Cullen. Yes, yeah. new playgrounds on the way there. Yes, they got investment for new playgrounds as well. Well done to them, of course. Back to the song Dirty Dance in 1987. Number four in the USA. But here's one about that song you mightn't have known. It was never released in the UK. <laughs> Isn't mm. that a funny thing? They never released it this side of the world. It was only in That's the States one of it was the big released. Songs of yeah, that film. from Dirty Dancing mm. is right. One of the big tunes from that movie. Any other good news knocking about out there today? Come on, let us know. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text if you have something that, you know, lifted your spirits today, made you smile, something coming up, anything at all. We'd love to hear from you on Late Lunch. Today is a significant day for Christians around the world as it is the beginning of the Lenten season and many in the Catholic faith, I'm sure, have uh, received their ashes and are sticking to the fast that is today for the 24 hours. And he joins us most years now on this day to uh, look ahead and reflect on life and times at the beginning of the Lenten season. I'm delighted to say hello again to the parish priest from Monaster Boys to Newer and Fieldstown, Father Paddy Rush. Paddy, welcome back to the show. Hello, Jerry. Always a pleasure to be with you. And hello to all your listeners. Great to be with you. On such a, a difficult and terrible day, gosh, the weather is, isn't great for, for the first, uh, the early part of March, isn't it? It's it difficult. Match up from yesterday. Yeah, what a contrast. But that's Ireland for you, isn't it? Uh, swings and roundabouts. And the only thing is, I'll become uh, uh, Siobhan Ryan now from Met Erin. Just to tell you, Paddy, and everybody else out there, that it's to get better. And we're in for a lovely weekend this weekend. So there you are. That's, that's always a joy to hear, Jerry. You bring good news wherever you go. <laughs> We're trying to lift the mood today. Paddy, look, we begin the Lenten season and we've got to talk about this horrible war that has begun in the Ukraine and what we're seeing on the television and hearing and we're horrified about this. God almighty, Paddy, people, I, I've asked you this question in the past. Where is God? Where is God? I know, I know. Well, Jerry, um, God is, is certainly there. Um, he, uh, the, some people are not listening to him. Mr. Putin is not listening, um, and and the people who are on the ground uh, fighting uh, innocent children and and men and, and civilians are not listening. Um, actually, I'm glad you mentioned it, Jack, because uh, Pope Francis has has invited everyone 
particularly Catholics, of course, uh, but every person, as he says, of goodwill to fast today, to use their fasting. If they're Catholics, would be fasting, uh, but if they're not, to, to decide to fast for peace, to make that little sacrifice uh, in a way to be near the suffering of the people of Ukraine. That's our little way of, of solidarity, I suppose. But also to be aware that we're all sisters and brothers and, and to you know, literally, through our, the power of our sacrifice, to bombard heaven to implore an end for this terrible, terrible war. And in fact, at the beginning of his message of for Lent this year, Pope Francis said, let us not grow tired let us not grow tired of prayer or of confronting evil or of doing good. And he said, in God, no act of love, no matter how small, and no generous effort is ever lost. And Jerry, I believe that. I believe that, you know, even me sitting here in, in rainy, dreary, monster voice, that my efforts they may not actually physically help someone on the ground right now, but my efforts add to the power of good that is in the world today, working, hoping for, for peace, and wanting to see people turn, turn around, change their hearts, and move away from aggression and violence. I think most people of goodwill share that, and we have that hope in our hearts. And that is really important message to get out there and say that the power of one always, it starts with the power of one in anything in life to affect change and it equally applies to this as well. And look, at we must be heartened uh, by the response that we see here in this country, the donations that are flowing in. We, we've been hearing about it here in the show already today from listeners to the Red Cross, uh, the, the people who are fundraising, the trucks that are leaving Ireland as well to help refugees. There's a positive there. Absolutely. And, and you see, that you, say that, you said it there, Jerry. that if we don't start with, with one, you know, if we, someone started those things. Someone said, I'm going to do something, and, and others joined them. And it, it is that sense of coming together and keeping going that we're going to, to make change happen. And as I say, my sacrifice, if I give up, if I'm fasting today and I've given up a cup of coffee or given up, uh, you know, uh, having an extra... I don't know, croissant or whatever it is, you know, that I, I will put that money to the Red Cross. I will make that donation towards uh, an organisation that will make a difference on the ground. So we can make a difference, even sitting here where we are, wherever we're listening, we can make a difference by doing something. And we can make a difference by promoting um, in our own little circles, promoting peace and reconciliation, you know, welcoming people who are who are different from us and who are, you know, again, Pope Francis, I was reading his message just earlier today in preparation for today and, and for our chat, Jerry. He said, Lent is the favourable time to seek out those in need. This is what Francis said, to seek out those in need, to reach out, not to ignore to those who need a sympathetic ear or a good word, to visit, not to abandon those who are lonely. And let us put into practice our call, our call to do good to all and to take time to love the poor, the needy, the abandoned, the rejected, and those discriminated against and marginalised. Jerry, we've reflected on it before. The world, it's not perfect. No. By a long stretch. We have a long way to go. But we have to start somewhere. We start 
where we're where we are. Start yeah. here. Start now. Yeah, and there's so many things in what you mentioned there that people can do on a practical basis in their own communities where you live as well at, at this time. You've mentioned to me before, you know, there is the point of giving up in Lent, but taking up as well too. And I want to say something that you mentioned there. It's important to say, well done to everybody who's doing anything for Ukraine at the moment. But one direct way to get money, as you know, is what you're doing. And I am doing as well. I've made this a point. I'm going to donate to the Red Cross because that money goes directly into Ukraine to help people on the ground there immediately. It's a fantastic... It is. It's an immediate... It is the immediate thing, Jerry. that I think there are people... And, they, you know, the donations are great and and, uh, phenomenal uh, generosity. But I think the the message that I'm hearing from the, 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 the... aid people yeah. is that they need they need cash yes they need money yes. straight away and I suppose that that's the thing and you know I suppose there are people you know who will who will say you know we could be disappointed at the at what's happening we could be discouraged by the challenges by how meager our resources are you know and, and that could make us retreat back into ourselves mm. but that's the wrong response we have to get back out there we have to try as I say, whatever way, I know there are football clubs doing stuff, there are school communities doing things, you know, there, there are so many ways. And of course, the big thing about Lent, of course, is Trucker as well. And yes. uh, our Trucker campaign this mm-hmm. year is focusing on a, on a family in Zimbabwe who are trying to uh, rebuild their lives. So every year, Trucker uh, uh, focus on one particular family as a as a some, something that we can connect with, yes. someone that we can connect and make it real. And this family are trying to rebuild their lives. It's a single mother with two children trying to rebuild their lives after COVID. And, uh, you know, they're trying to, to kind of find ways to, to make a living again and to, you know, ha- have, uh, you know, a quality of life, which I think is so important everywhere. Yeah. And, and you know, we've spoken during COVID times from time to time and uh, the restrictions that put on everybody and the way it hit everybody hard. It's a, a real irony that we, we're emerging in this country, not to say that it's gone away around the world, but it, it, it we have made huge progress here. And of course, churches back, services, weddings, baptism, you name it, the, uh, the confirmations and communions, it's all to be welcomed. And, you know, there is a, 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 a real a bright light shining there when you look at it from that aspect as well, Paddy. Absolutely, Jerry. You know, it's wonderful to see, um, you know, I, I, I'm visiting the school or, you know, I'm, I'm at church and, and people coming and going. It's wonderful just to see there's, there's a sense of normality and a sense of, of getting back to things again. I know I'm aware that people are, are hesitant. In fact, here myself, uh, I'm a bit hesitant too because my brother is uh, undergoing some chemotherapy at the moment. So he's immunocompromised and... I need to be careful so that I can be mm. there for him, you know. So yes. there are lots of people living in those situations. And I think, if, as I mentioned at the weekend when I was at Mass, it's important for all of us, while we exercise our personal choices and we have a right to do so, that we also think of those who might not be able to just be as open or, uh, you know, as quick to to emerge from the from the protections uh, that were there. I think that's very, very important, you know. Um, Lent is all about uh, remembering that giving, whether it be our time or our energy or our uh, uh, even giving others 
the benefit <laughs> of 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 the choice. You know, I have a choice, you have a choice, but I'm going to give you the benefit of that choice. Yeah. You know, there's a wonderful generosity in that. And uh, I think that's really, really at the heart of Lent, for me anyway. Yes, and I think it's a message that we can all take on board this Lenten time, the message of giving in whatever form that takes. Before we finish, Father Paddy, today, I thank you again for joining us on this day as uh, uh, the... Uh, time begins as we move towards the Easter season then and celebration a thought just before you leave us for the people of Ukraine Well Jerry I mean my my thoughts and, and prayers are, are really for peace it's it's to ask the, the Lord to to you know to protect those that are so vulnerable uh, it's to change the, the hardness of hearts that see orders before people or see countries before um People, you know, it's it's that mindset to change those mindsets. So I just I ask the spirit of God to to touch everyone in Ukraine to protect and encourage and support those who are afraid, afraid and vulnerable, and to soften the hearts of those who are aggressive, and to let them see truly in the eyes of their sisters and brothers, not not an enemy, but someone who needs to be reached out to in a compassionate and loving way. And uh, may, may we all find this Lent a deeper peace and a deeper connection with one another. Father Paddy Rush, thank you so much for those lovely words. And we all join with you in your thoughts and sentiments at this time. Take care, and I'm sure we'll be talking thank to you, you as the weeks go on towards the Easter season. Thank you again for joining me, Paddy. Thank you, Jerry, as always, for the for the opportunity and, and blessings to everybody. Take care all. Father Paddy Rush there, parish priest of Monaster Boys, Tenure and Fieldstown, with uh, some lovely words there and uh, thoughts and prayers for the people who are facing the might of the Russian army in Ukraine at this time. I will be with you the world blows up Pink and All I Know So Far on Your Late Lunch. That song is growing on me, I have to say. Wasn't too sure about it first, but the more I hear it, I'm uh, liking it more and more. Mary's been on to say, fantastic to hear Father Paddy on the radio. He's such an inspiration. He really is. I remember when he arrived first in our parish and, Louise, he was fantastic. He involved the children in mass and that as well he was a great honestly he knew from that time that that man had something special and there's another one from Frank hi Jerry we were asking a while ago Louise what people gave up for Lent Frank says Jerry guess what I gave up a few years ago for Lent I gave up being nice to nasty people <laughs> I like it Frank I like it I sort of I ignore them I come to an age when you just go oh yeah. do you know what yeah yeah, I'm not going to be nice correct. anymore. I'm just going to be, you're nasty and that's it, go away. There's nothing to be lost, you know what I mean? Mm. It's just gloves off and forget about it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you made a smile, Frank, when we saw the message for sure. And I'll tell you, the ferreters were all smiling last night because, folks, I have an exclusive on your late lunch today. <laughs> Louise Ferreter made beautiful pancakes. Amy. You did, and she sent me pictures of them and all. Well done Very to you. Very proud of myself, Yeah, I have and to you say. should be. None of them burnt. Yeah. None of them 
them even slightly charred. You did really well. I don't well. know if they were done in the middle because I didn't actually taste them. <laughs> well, they you, no, but you didn't taste them because they were all gone. You see, it's yeah. as simple as that. And our Ava had our first ever pancake last night. She never had a pancake before and I was doing them at home, a batch of them. She never in her life had a pancake? Never. She wouldn't eat a pancake. And she says, I'll try one of yours, gang gang. And she took it last night and... Gobble, gobble, gobble. I'd said it was lovely. Absolutely lovely. lovely. Yeah, oh, look. But you're I, sick of them now, aren't I, you? I'm done with them now because I had savoury mm. ones yesterday evening. Smoked ham and Gruyere cheese mm, in the cheese. pancake. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. And then I had a few with the sugar and lemon, a few as well afterwards. <laughs> Might be packet ham and cheddar <laughs> cheese. Grated. <laughs> so, uh, you know, anyway, yes. So that's behind us now and, and long behind us. No, actually, Karma came. Now that I know I can cook them yep. I've been asked can we have them for breakfast like yeah. tomorrow the next day and the next day so you're sick of them you've moved on I'm but I've on. only discovered I can make them well so. then you have a runner it now uh, yeah. go ahead go ahead go ahead have a runner it you're right and, and keep them going but they're, they are something that you know we don't really uh, make for uh, yes mm. and, and the, as I said there's the savoury end of it and brekkie time and things like that we're, we're pretty Catholic in our taste in Ireland in terms of our breakfast and things like that but you go for it now you go for it and and, and experiment with the savoury ones as well but uh, there you go so from uh, the uh, excesses of yesterday to the frugal of today with Ash Wednesday where we where we roll back on things for this day well a lot of people do I know that others uh, well it's another Wednesday for a lot of people and I understand that too but uh, for people of the faith and belief this is a really important day and we do understand that it's interesting to hear the stance of Paralympics isn't it with the uh, Russian and Belarusian athletes there I suppose there's a uh, an element of sympathy in that and, and care in that decision because they are Paralympic athletes um, and, you know, it wouldn't be a way they'd like to be regarded at all because they're brilliant athletes uh, within their own uh, right. Uh, but I, I wonder about it. I really do wonder. Uh, FIFA and the IOC and, and were decisive. Well, FIFA eventually, you have to say the football people, uh, Infantino, the, uh, the boss man, uh, tried to accommodate Russia. He did. Neutral, you know, under not under the flag and playing in a neutral venue. What the hell was he at? I'll tell you, he copped on quick when he saw the way the individual football associations responded and he changed his tune. I wonder about that, to be honest with you. Uh, we don't have to talk about football. Anyway, the sport itself. Sure, look, when you saw what happened in uh, FIFA and in this country at the top of the FAI, sure, it's bloody rotten, so it is, from, from the core, you have to say. And... Uh, Playing along with people who have money regardless of their political views has been uh, their way for numerous years. That has to stop and stop forever now. This is a watershed moment and it must be for the future. Not alone for soccer and the governing bodies, but for all sports as well. If you declare war on a country for no reason and march in there with your tanks and murder innocent citizens, you're out. You're out of our club. It's as simple as that. And that's the way it's got to be. Now, moving on on late lunch this afternoon to my soundtrack. Yes, I've picked a wonderful movie. Sing is my featured movie this week. And I continue the story of the plot, which I sort of got to halfway with yesterday. Well, look, you know the story. Struggling theatre owner Buster Moon. He decides to organise this contest uh, with a prize of $1,000. And invertedly, it's $100,000. Anyway... He's looking for somebody to support the prize money. And on the day of the preview show, uh, struggling Buster Moon, he's trying to impress potential backer Nana Noodleman. 
the wealthy former performer herself. And the show is on and it's going well until the menacing bears arrive, demanding money from Mike the Mouse. Oh, he's a codger, that fella. Um, it becomes clear then, however, that there's no $100,000 prize uh, for the song contest winner and all hell breaks loose as the luminescent stage it was beautifully put together for the concert to impress Nana Noodleman uh, the bears ran onto it it collapsed the water went everywhere the theatre collapsed and the building's in ruins the bank repossesses the building and puts it up for sale Buster poor Buster he opens a car wash to earn a crust and all seems lost but in the way of all good stories he rises from the ashes thanks to Mina the shy teenage elephant whose remarkable heretofore hidden talent emerges to save the day as she sings and inspires others and Buster to stage a concert among the ruins of the theatre. The show is a resounding success. Oh, they flock to see it. TV show stations are covering it. So much so that Miss Noodleman buys the theatre, rebuilds it, and they all live happily ever after. And here's the voice of the song that saved the day, performed by Mina, a.k.a. Tori Kelly. Now I've heard there was a secret chord That David played and it pleased the Lord But you don't really care for music, do you? From my featured soundtrack of the week The movie Sing, Tori Kelly Hasn't she just the most divine voice playing the part of Mina in the movie originally uh, written and recorded by the great Leonard Cohen in 1984 covered by the brilliant John Cale and Jeff Buckley's version was just enormous and featuring uh, in the movie Shrek in 2001 as well what a beautiful song that is what wonderful words and sentiments Hal Hallelujah. And I'll have more in words and song about Sing the Movie round about this time tomorrow on Your Late Lunch. Final break of the day and they've made a business for themselves. They moved to Ireland and they're a husband and wife team and they're out working on windows today and we're going to stop them in their tracks in a few moments. They moved to Ireland. They're a husband and wife team who have a business now called WeDoWindows.ie. The Krolls are going to have a word with me. Thomas first. Hello, Thomas. Hello, how are you? I'm really good. Tell us your story. How long have you been in Ireland, should I say? Well, you've been in the north of uh, Ireland for five years uh, in Ballymena. And now for two years, we're we're yeah in the Drogheda area. And... Um, yeah, we we'll really like it here. <laughs> and tell me about the window cleaning business. Did you do this previously in Balamina or previously in your life? Is this what you do? Yeah, we do this for yeah quite a few years now. And um, we've done this in Germany and um, yeah, in Northern Ireland, and now here. Yes. <laughs> and tell me today, when we look out our windows here, I don't know what it's like elsewhere. It's dull. It's dreary. It's wet. Are you still working in conditions like this? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Actually, the the weather like this is quite good for being gutters. And it's not as dry in the gutters and we can get it clean. 
Oh, I see. So you do the gutter cleaning as well as the windows, the Perry. So exactly. you get you, there's a benefit. There's a, there, there is a benefit on the wet day. But for doing windows themselves, what's the ideal weather? A nice dry day with sunshine, yes? Yeah, that's oh, would be nice for us at least. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is a good thing if the weather is nice. Yeah, and 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 what do you use to clean windows that gets them shining really well? How do you clean a window? Take me from the start to the finish. Well, when we do it from the outside, we actually use a water-fed pole. There's a brush connected, and we don't use just normal tap water. It's purified water, so it goes uh, through a few filters, and there are no particles in it anymore. So when we rinse it at the end, then uh, there's nothing left that could uh, yeah, leave a residue or something on the window mm. itself. So... And, and from the inside, we're, we're using still the traditional method, uh, the squeegees with, with some fairy liquid and something like that. <laughs> OK, so you do them both sides, inside and outside, and there's no streaks on the glass or anything like that when you use no. that purified water. And is it just purified water? Do you add anything else to it, no? No, nothing. It's nothing really else. purified, just purified water. And it's, it's very nice. Uh, and as we do the, the frames as well, it's a... It's, uh, nice thing and the customers appreciate that yes and you know have you regular customers that need their windows or want the window windows cleaned on a regular basis yeah definitely we have some uh, every six weeks um, some others like it every 12 weeks some others just call us whenever they want so uh, we offer also the service that we give them a message the night where we before we plan to come and then they can decide yeah uh, I want them done or they say oh please do them next time or another time okay so six weeks uh, there are some people who are six week regulars and they like to have the windows done every six weeks yes God Almighty, I'm afraid to tell you about my windows. I'm not going to even go there. You'll probably hang up on the phone from me if, if I tell you the truth, Thomas, to be honest with you. Will you put your wife on to me there, please? Yeah, I would. Hi there. Hello. Dorothea, is that your name? Yes? That's right. You can call me Dory, like uh, Find Nemo the fish. The oh. fish. <laughs> I, I like the full version of your name, but I will call you Dory if you, if you allow me to. Tell me yeah. this. What's it like working every day with your husband in the business, never mind living with him night, noon and morning? <laughs> I actually really like it. It's, it's good. We're a good team working together and it's nice. Yeah, I'm... I'm happy that I can do it with him. Uh, is there ever a dispute in the business relationship? Not really, no. He's the boss. <laughs> and tell me, do you have specific roles? Does Thomas do the outside work up ladders, the heights, or do you share it? What way does it work? Yeah, usually that's like this. If the insides and outside are done, he does the outside, I do the insides. But uh, usually he does the hard stuff, the high ladder work. Mm. If it's needed, and I'm more down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good combination. He's up in the sky, you're down to earth. It works really well. Tell me about your own home. You know when you're window cleaners, are you particular about the windows in your own home? Uh, I Actually, I am, yes. Um, I just like to yeah, have a nice view because we live in the countryside, so it's nice if you can just have a nice view out of your windows and the few days that we have sunshine it's nice if the windows are clean and you can enjoy that mm. so yeah try to keep on top of it yes I, I know what you're talking about because last year during lockdown I was working from home and I looked out through the windows where I was working one day and I said 
holy God, is that the state of those? And I ran out, it was a sunshine day, and I cleaned them inside and outside. And the, the great feeling I got, Dory, from it. There's a great feeling to have your windows lovely and clean, isn't there? It is, absolutely. It, it feels like the whole house is clean when the windows are clean. So, <laughs> yes. yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that is so true. So business is good, is it, for you? You're, you're, you're kept ticking along with customers. Yes, we are picking up more and more customers. Um, of course, because of the whole corona and COVID time, it, was, it wasn't easy. But um, now we're getting more and more customers and referrals from some who were happy with our work. So that, that's very good for us, yeah. And you're settling down in Tully Allen? Yes, exactly, yeah. That's where we are. So we enjoy it there. Good on you. And what part? Where are you from in Germany originally? Uh, I'm from Hamlin. I don't know if you ever heard the story of the Pipe Piper. Yes. Yeah, that's where I'm from. And my husband is from Berlin. Oh yeah, the capital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very good. So, uh, uh, and uh, you're you're settling down here and, and doing a lot of good doing the windows. So, if people want to contact you, we do windows. Ie is that the best way? That's it. Yeah, we do windows. Ie. I love yes. it. I love the name as well. It's very catchy and simple and to the point as, as well. Anyway, wish we just spotted you and it was interesting to see a couple working together, doing what you're doing. Wish you well and thank you for joining us for a few words today in the show. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks. You. Take care of yourself, Thomas. Bye, Dorothea there. Thomas and Dorothea Kroll. We do windows.ie. They're lovely people. They really are. Nice, clean windows. I have to say they are. They are fantastic when you clean them. Louise, before we go, be honest here. Let's both of us be honest. As regards the windows in both of our homes, when did you clean your windows last? Um, uh, that means a while ago. Don't even answer. That's enough. <laughs> enough said. You don't have. Uh, you, ha- you rest your case, and I'll just go <clears throat> two. <laughs> so that's both of us. It's a while. As long ago. as I can see the dog outside, I'm happy enough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I must get at them again because it's a while. I I think it was last year during the pandemic. I tackled them at that stage and it was a great job. But it's just something I never... I never get round to or I think of I don't know what it is but I did hear I was telling you earlier if you have a condenser dryer seemingly the water in the tumble dryer is meant to be fantastic for uh, washing windows for cleaning your windows yeah no sneers and the other I thing believe. <laughs> I believe I can't say for sure you've got to put that to the yeah. test and of course the good old newspaper was always one to get the shine up on them after you give them a clean as well must have a go at it again soon with the springtime coming in and more sunshine appear. it's when the sun appears and you look out and you see them you think oh my god it's a, it's a, it's a dull day when actually the sun is shining that's when your windows are really really bad I will get back to them I promise anyway tomorrow on late lunch Niall Hatch from Birdwatch Ireland is back with us I spotted the crows building like mad in the trees when I was out the weekend and I said I want to talk to Niall Hatch about crows and the whole family the crow family or Corvids as they're known as he's joining us tomorrow he's brilliant local enterprise week is coming up we're talking to the uh, main players in Louth and Meath both counties tomorrow uh, I'll have my soundtrack another cracking song and more about it and we will have more besides for you on Thursday's late lunch Eddie Caffrey is coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. Stay with us, please. And we'll be back at 1.30 tomorrow with your late lunch. Brand new day. Have a lovely evening. Take care of yourselves. Bye.
The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dogan Cabin. Order your new Dacia Duster or the all-new Dacia Sandero and Stepway. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit BlackstoneMotors.ie. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.